Hello once again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the CIC Cast. I'm Joel Cookson. Very happy to be along with you this week as we've got a little bit of a shorter version of the podcast this week. Just a few guests and a few short conversations, I think, but hopefully some good uh, some good things for you to hear as we go through sort of the lull of the spring season a little bit, but things starting to get interesting as we're just starting to head shift into gear and head towards the spring championships coming up in just a little over a month or so here as we turn the calendar to May. Uh, our guest this week, we're going to talk to David Mintz of the NFHS Network. He's going to talk about the opportunities of the school broadcast program, which is something we hope uh, all of our schools will get involved in. And then we got a few short conversations, a uh, busy week here in the CAS CIAC offices as we head towards the CIAC Scholar Athlete Banquet, which will take place on Sunday. Really the biggest event that we put on all year and, and really one that we care an awful lot about. So we've got a few short conversations. Dave Schultz, the Athletics Director at Fairfield Ludlow, uh, is going to offer his perspective as a, a school representative on the award. And then Bob Lair from the CIAC staff is going to talk a little bit about another portion of the Scholar-Athlete Banquet. So a couple quick conversations about the Scholar-Athlete, but we wanted to just check in with the podcast this week and uh, talk a little bit about that Scholar-Athlete program that really, again, is one of the, the big things that we enjoy doing here on a yearly basis at the CIAC offices. So we're happy to have you along with us for episode 30. We're turning 30 years old this week on the CIAC cast. Very excited and hope that you enjoy this week's episode. So we'll move along now to things you might have missed on CIACsports.com. Some interesting information up there, as there always is. We do uh, not have a new linked up for this week, but we do have an old uh, edition from a week ago. We haven't been with you on the CIAC cast recently, and that is a new edition of Linked Up from last week. I think we'll have another one on Monday since we had a few uh, a busy Friday, which is when we normally post it. So whenever you hear this, hopefully on Monday we'll have a new edition of Linked Up. Something else new that we've been doing on CIACsports.com are uh, sports committees. Uh, meet throughout the year here at the CIAC offices and there who comes up with and sort of dictates a lot of the procedures and policies for the specific sports and we're now doing uh, reports just brief reports on CIACsports.com whenever we one of those committees gets together so we've had a boys swimming uh, committee report a boys ice hockey committee report and recently a wrestling committee report and we've got a few more coming as some of those winter sports meet now and uh, and recap what happened at there so keep an eye out for that information as well on CIACsports.com. Also recently hosted here at the CIAC offices, the first ever uh, risk management training program here in the state. Had athletics directors and other school personnel attend the training and some interesting information on that on CIACsports.com. We also have some new stories from Max Preps, uh, one of them on the Southington softball team, which is off to another great start despite some changes uh, in the staff and on the field for that team. So some losses to graduation has not slowed that program down at all. And also a photo gallery from the Bethel baseball team, which was able to play a game at historic uh, Double Day Field at Cooperstown at the Hall of Fame. So a photo gallery of that event as well from Max Preps. So just a few 
New items uh, on CICSports.com. Of course, the Tournament Central, always a good place to check out. That's where you can now see all of the schedules, at least uh, what we know right now, for the spring championships coming up. Of course, we also have some athletes, some information on the Scholar Athlete Banquet on CICSports.com, along with some other information. So hope you, uh, as always, are checking that out. You can follow us on Twitter as well, of course, at CIACSports, Facebook.com slash CIACSports. Lots of good ways to keep track of your favorite team and information uh, from CIAC Sports. That's going to cover things you might have missed on CIACSports.com. Moving along now, our first conversation of the day. Uh, we talked about our Scholar Athlete Banquet that should be available live on the NFHS Network. And uh, for those schools out there who are interested in, in maybe getting some of their games broadcasted and covered on the NFHS Network, we reached out to David Mintz of the NFHS Network and Play on Sports to talk about the school broadcast program, something we're very excited about. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about what that might mean for your schools. Chatting now with David Mintz, who is the uh, territory manager and representative from the NFHS Network, and uh, his role is is helping to try and expand the school broadcast program portion of the NFHS Network. So, David, thanks very much for uh, for chatting with us today. Thanks for having me. So let's uh, let's start with the uh, the the bare bones basic question here, and and what exactly is the school broadcast program uh, as part of the NFHS Network? Sure, yeah, the school broadcast program uh, essentially is a student um, school broadcast program where we live stream high school events over the Internet. Right, and that's, uh, as, as hopefully many of our, our fans know, that the, uh, the NFHS network is a partner of the, of the CIAC and has been broadcasting championship events uh, for the past two years, um, along with some semifinals and, and tournament events. But the, so what's sort of the... Is my understanding is that the focus of the school broadcast program is to try and expand that that network to the schools to kind of allow them a little more control over their regular season events. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, essentially, uh, you know, the the mission of the NFHS network and the school broadcast program is to, you know, basically capture the passion, the pride, energy of high of of the high school experience, if you will. Um, so we're delivering high school sports and events to family members, fans, uh, you know, wherever they are and basically whenever they want it. Uh, so what we're doing is we're streaming these events live and they're available on demand through a variety of devices. Absolutely. And uh, I know that, you know, part of what, what you're doing is you're trying to encourage uh, schools that, that may already be doing a lot of these broadcasts to, to sort of, you know, or have the have the technology or the or the um, you know, the ability to broadcast games just to give them a platform with which they can do that and maybe spread that to a wider audience. Is that right? Correct, exactly. In fact, we have um, a number of schools that have already signed up uh, for the program. Uh, they already have that existing infrastructure at their school. Um, what, what they, the reason why they end up signing up uh, with us is because they want to enhance what they're already doing. Right. You know, they, they like our template, they love our software, our overlays, and what we bring to the table for their production. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, while it obviously helps that a school has that existing infrastructure if they're already doing something like this, it doesn't mean necessarily that a school has to have that in order to do it. But, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of schools out there that um, – 
that are already doing this, they just you know, they basically want to enhance their experience of what they're already doing. Absolutely, and I know one of the the big uh, obviously along with you know s- spreading that high school athletics experience that the NFHS network is committed to. There's there's a real education portion of the of this school broadcast program as well, which I know we feel is uh, is certainly valuable to the students. Absolutely, I mean. Uh, you know, we say that, you know, with the school broadcast program and its benefits, we say we have three pillars, really, of the program. And that first pillar, first and foremost, is always education. Um, you know, basically, right. you know, you're engaging your, your students at your school with a hands-on learning program. Um, you know, you're enabling your students and your faculty, for that matter, to gain valuable broadcast and multimedia production skills. Um, you know, so you're going to have students at your school um, that that are going to want to do this, you know. They're they're watching. They're going home. They're watching ESPN Sports Center. You know, who doesn't want to be, you know, Scott, the next Scott Van Pelt or Stuart Scott? And um, you know, they're really uh, the students are really gaining this unique kind of real world experience. Uh, some have even uh, secured production jobs right out of high school. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that the one pillar of education. What are the other two uh, two pillars of the school broadcast program? Yeah, so, you know, the second pillar uh, after education is, is community. You know, um, you're doing, you know, these schools are doing all these remarkable, amazing things within the walls, mm-hmm. confines of, of their school, and, and, you want, and they want to showcase that, right, to their community, to their alumni, to their family and friends, and, and their community in general. Um, so, you know, through the program, through the, the school broadcast program, you know, you're you're basically producing timely, relevant school content, and it's available anytime and anywhere that your community wants to access it. Sure. Um, and you're you're essentially engaging your community, and you're you know you're basically increasing exposure to more um, of the events that your school is doing. Right. So we've got education and uh, community. What's pillar number three? Yeah, so, you know, uh, basically pillar number three for the school broadcast program, and it's kind of the icing on the cake, so to speak, as as we say, um, is the revenue. Um, there's really two streams of revenue that the school broadcast program can, can bring to a school. Uh, the first one being the subscription revenue. So P- Play on Sports splits the net subscription revenue 50-50 with the school. Those are quarterly payments, quarterly checks that we send out to the school based on the number of subscriptions that they are purchasing, right. uh, that they have people purchasing uh, to, to watch their events. And the second stream of revenue is advertising. So a school keeps 100% of any advertising that they do um, involved with the school broadcast program. Great. Um, so let, let's, uh, and, and I think it's also important to note, you know, that we obviously in our realm where we focused on the, uh, the athletics, but this certainly is not limited to athletics. You know, if you have AV programs that, uh, want to be, you know, producing, uh, and, and highlighting uh, school plays or, or music, uh, you know, music, uh, concerts or, or really anything that goes on in the school, this software will, will allow them to, to broadcast anything, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, you know, probably 75 to 80% of the events that schools do are sports-related. Um, but, you know, there are other amazing non-sports-related uh, events that, that schools do um, broadcast or want to get out to their community and to their, their uh, subscription 
stakeholders and, you know, things like graduation, um, National Signing Day, uh, guest speakers, assemblies, uh, theater productions, things like that. Um, sure. Basically anything that's really going on within within the school that they want to showcase to their community. Absolutely, um, yeah, and that's uh, you know. So if you have that student who's uh, who's who's interested in the in the broadcasting, but not necessarily on the sports realm, that schools can uh, can still take advantage of this program. Absolutely, and um, you know you. Uh, so basically, you do have to purchase a subscription in order to watch live stream sports. Um, but when a school does sign up um, for the program, they essentially are going to be going to get two types of software from Play On Sports. One is called Play On Manager. The other is called Play On Producer. Uh, through Play On Manager, they can basically set up the events that they want to produce, and they control all of the content. They manage all of you know, all of what is produced and, and what is seen. So there's ways you know, for non-sporting events for them to check off that it does not have to be a subscription-based event. So sure. it can be – there are certain events that the school can dictate, you know, what has to be paid for to watch and whatnot. Great. So you mentioned that there is obviously uh, a subscription model for most of the events that the, the schools will broadcast. How does the, the subscription model work, and what kind of options are available for fans who want to watch these events that their schools are broadcasting? Yeah, so the, the way the subscription model works is – uh, once the school signs the agreement um, to sign up for the program, um, they get a dedicated school site on the NFHS, NFHS network, um, and we create a paywall um, within that site where people can log on, uh, go to the school site, and purchase a subscription uh, for, the, for the program. There's four different types of subscriptions. One is a 24-hour pass for 9.95. Uh, there's also a one-month pass for 14.95, a six-month or um, seasonal pass for 59.95, and then there's a one-year pass for 119.95. Gotcha. So a lot of different options for uh, for fans to take advantage of. We hope. Absolutely, and I mean, it, just picture, you know, all the different ways. Uh, there are some schools that have signed up that have uh, international students, and you know, students that are from China, um, and just picture. Um, you know, a student who's from China, his parents can watch, uh, you know, his their daughter or their son play a live sporting event from China uh, live on their smartphone, on their laptop, uh, you know, basically wherever they are. Uh, it's a pretty cool service um, and, you know, something that, you know, that really, you know, is kind of the wave of the future if you think about it. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't even – um, own televisions anymore, and they watch everything from their computer, right. uh, whether it's live streamed over the internet or or however they want to watch it on their laptop. So this is a great service. You know, it's it's a service that I really encourage um, people to take advantage of. Um, you know, and and think about all the different ways that uh, you know they can increase the exposure of their school um, through this service. You know, it's. Think of uh, grandma and grandpa down in Florida, and they can watch their grandson or their granddaughter play a live sporting event um, from Florida, you know, up here, and you know, while it's going on up here in Connecticut. So it's a really cool service. Yeah, some great opportunities for fans and uh, and the community that you talked about. 
So let's uh, let's sort of start at the at the base level here. If if a school you know is 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 hearing this, uh, an athletic director or a principal uh, or even a student is hearing this and uh, and says you know that sounds like something that would be great for for uh, Joe Schmo High School in uh, in Connecticut. What what should be what should be their first move? How do they go about uh, bringing the school broadcast program to their school? So we we uh, we basically have two types of agreements um, in in. Uh, when a school does sign up, uh, sign an agreement to partner with Play on Sports and become a part of the, the NSHS network and the school broadcast program, um, it is a 24-month agreement, um, and it's free for the school to sign up. So free meaning we provide the software for free and the software training for free. Great. Uh, once, once a school signs up, they do get a dedicated account manager from Play on Sports, and we also have a tech support team to help them with all their tech uh, support needs. Um, there's two types of agreements. There's what's called a subscription zero agreement. That's uh, where a school uh, basically lets us know that they want to use their own laptop. Uh, they're going to get their own video capturing device and uh, use, use their own camera. Mm -hmm. And we essentially embed our software onto their existing laptop. Um, the other agreement, uh, which is the agreement that we, we do recommend a school school signs up for, is the Subscription 1000 agreement, and that's where the school actually purchases a laptop and a video capturing device from Play on Sports for $1,000, two-year warranty on, on the laptop, and they own the laptop. Um, so they're essentially just adding technology, uh, existing technology, to what they're already doing. Right. Um, and we basically uh, embed the software onto the laptop and ship it out directly to them along with a video capturing device. Great. All right. Well, uh, certainly something that, you know, in our, in our office here in the CIAC that we're excited about and, and we'd love to see uh, as many schools as possible uh, as sign up and, and start taking advantage of this because we do think it's a, it's a great uh, expanding opportunity for, for students and for athletes and uh, for school communities to, uh, to take advantage of this. So, David, if, uh, if folks are interested, anyone hearing this wants to get in touch with you, how do they, uh, what's the best way to reach you and uh, to get uh, the school broadcast program started? Started in their school. Sure. Yeah, I can be reached uh, at uh, my email address directly, which is uh, david.mintz at playonsports.com, or they can call me on my cell phone, which is 973-650-3588, and uh, we can get them all hooked up uh, with, with the program. Wonderful, and we uh, like you said, it's it's the the partnership with the NFHS network and Play on Sports has been tremendous for the CIAC, and we've heard hopefully great things about the uh, the championships that we've been able to broadcast, and hope schools uh, take advantage of this, and uh, we really think it's a it's a worthwhile program that that benefits schools and students. So yeah, uh, absolutely, I mean, we really appreciate the partnership and. Uh, you know, we have over a thousand schools that have signed up across the country for this. Mm -hmm. We are fairly new to the Northeast and the New England area, right. uh, but schools are starting to sign up, and it's our hope that you know we we only increase the network over time and 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 get get a lot more schools to start participating in this great service. So absolutely. So we uh, we hope folks take advantage and and contact David and uh, David. Thanks very much for for being with us and and talking us through the school broadcast program. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
thank you to David for chatting with us about that school broadcast program. And again, I know it's uh, probably sounding like a broken record for you at this point, but uh, it's a it's a program that we really think it could be valuable to our schools and our, our school members. Um, you know, it's really a, just a great opportunity for, for students and uh, for schools to get their events more coverage. And, uh, and the platform is there. The, the technology is there. And we really hope that fans uh, and schools uh, take advantage of it and get in touch with David and, and have him uh, get you started on that school broadcast program. Moving along now to the uh, the Scholar Athlete Banquet, and as I mentioned, obviously this is a big, big deal here for the CIAC. Uh, we're expecting well over a thousand people at the AquaTurf Club uh, in Plantsville on Sunday, beginning at four thirty, and uh, really going to be an exciting event. Uh, a total of three hundred and forty-eight Scholar Athletes are scheduled to be honored. Uh, you can find that complete list if you're looking for. Uh, who's honored from across the state of Connecticut on CIACsports.com. I just wanted to speak briefly here. I, I did was hoping to get a, a few guests on who could maybe talk in a little more detail about the Scholar-Athlete program and its history, but uh, fortunately wasn't able to get that done. But did want to talk a little bit just about this program and, and why we think it's such a big deal here uh, at the CIAC offices. Uh, the program was started well over 30 years ago. I believe this will now be the 31st uh, Scholar-Athlete Banquet. And you can also find a list of all-time honorees uh, if you go to CIACsports.com. First one in the 1983-84 school year. Um, Mike Savage, who is the former CAS CIAC executive director, uh, began this program. It actually started from a program that he started when he was the principal at Litchfield High School before he came to the CIAC and wanted to bring in that program statewide and help uh, honor de deserving student-athletes of the uh, of the awards and uh, and so that's something that he was able to do and, and slowly but surely uh, it, it was a success and, and has helped honor uh, a tremendous number of student athletes and put on a great uh, facility and banquet uh, every year at, at the AquaTurf and uh, as we mentioned now we're approaching actually we're going to be uh, let's see doing some quick math uh, we're getting up towards nine thousand five hundred uh, we just passed number of of student athletes who have earned that scholar athlete uh, distinction. So, just wanted to talk briefly. It really is. It's a program that's grown and, and hopefully provided a, a wonderful opportunity for student athletes to be recognized. And, and people know the CIAC as the organization uh, that that puts on tournaments and, and crowns state champions. Uh, of course, also uh, sometimes knows us as the the governing body that uh, you know that dictates rules and uh, and sets regulations and and maybe uh, penalizes schools at times, but the, the thing that we really hopefully are, are striving for uh, along the way is to emphasize the importance of athletics as part of the whole scholastic experience and as a, a learning tool and as part of your entire uh, high school education. And uh, along with that, you know, this, this group of student athletes who are showing up and, and being honored on Sunday really epitomize what it is that we think the, the student athlete experience should be about. It's people who have achieved uh, incredibly well in both venues, you know, and this is, you know, sometimes you'll have to see kids at the Scholar Athlete Banquet who, who maybe aren't the, the greatest athletes. They're maybe not the kids who have been earning all state honors, although sometimes they certainly can be as well, but are kids who have just excelled in the classroom and on the fields. And that's what is, is really important to us as an organization and is finding a way to honor these kids. So 
when Mike Savage uh, established this award uh, in the early 80s, that's certainly what he's had in mind, and, and hopefully that's what schools have continued to have in mind along the way, is, is finding a way to recognize those kids who have, who have committed themselves to athletics, who have committed themselves to, to be the best they can be in academics as well. And we really just love to host this event every year and honor this, this large group of student-athletes. As we mentioned, we are, uh, there's, there's going to be a, a large number of them uh, coming this Sunday uh, for the Scholar Athlete Banquet, and uh, really just is, is it's a tremendous event uh, and something that we really take a lot of pride in in, in honoring these kids, uh, 348 of them this year, who, who really in their high school careers have made the most of their opportunities academically and athletically. So just a, a quick word about that, and again, congratulations to all of those athletes. We have uh, we have established a, a special hashtag on Twitter this year to try and uh, get some conversation. Uh, we've been very fortunate to have the local um, locally owned McDonald's uh, sponsor this event for well over thirty years, and we've got a special hashtag on Twitter, SCHATH14. That's uh, an abbreviation, of course, of Scholar Athlete 14. Would love to hear from folks uh, expressing their excitement about the event on this coming Sunday. So, with that said. We've got a couple quick conversations for you about what's going to be happening this weekend and some perspectives from a few different folks. First of all, we reached out to uh, one of our favorite, uh, well, we love all of our athletic directors in uh, Connecticut, but somebody who's been involved uh, with the CIAC and and other organizations uh, across the state for a long time, Dave Schultz, to talk about the Scholar-Athlete Program from the school perspective. Very happy to chat with Dave Schultz, the Director of Athletics at Fairfield Ludlow High School and a a longtime contributor uh, to the CIAC. Dave, thanks for being with me. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, so wanted to get, you know, we're talking about the, the Scholar-Athlete Banquet, which is, is one of the biggest events that the CIAC holds and, and one we take uh, really have a lot of pride in and wanted to, to get the school perspective on that. So starting out here, um, how does, you know, obviously what we – we honor a, a male and a female senior athlete from, from every school. So I wanted to, to get your uh, sense of, of how those, those athletes are chosen uh, at Fairfield Ludlow. How do you uh, go about making the decision as, as to which athletes are going to be honored as, as scholar athletes? Well, yeah, you have a, a top boy and a top girl. And, and we have our, our uh, after the midterms, uh, so they're halfway through their senior year, mm-hmm. we, take the, we go through the list from, from the highest GPAs uh, in our school. And we go through and we find the, the athlete um, who has, um, number one, they have to have participated their senior year, right? Uh, which is a requirement that they're still playing this year, and, um, and who is playing on a varsity team mm-hmm. and has that GPA. So we combine those two, you know, or those three really requirements, the highest GPA and the, the playing their senior year and um, on a varsity team this year. And uh, we, we pick our, our, our boy and our male and our female. Very good. So, um, when, when you, uh, how do you, how do you go about, uh, kind of, uh, informing these folks? Is it, do you sort of I, I then, a little bit, uh, and try yes, to, Yes. You know, yeah. I, I will first go and find a student and congratulate them mm-hmm. and, and let them know and let them know that I will be talking to them. I will be sending out a letter to their parents, which I sent out a formal letter, uh, congratulating them on the award. And at the same point, we need to get feedback back on their, uh, choice of a meal. Sure. And, uh, we want to get that that um, information into the CIAC as, as quickly as possible. So we, we, uh, we get that and um, tell them that we'll be getting back to them as we do now with uh, you know, more information on, on uh, 
you know, the, the dinner that's coming up. So we, uh, it's, it's a quick process because you, you like to get the information back into the CIAC. Yeah, obviously. What's the what's sort of uh, obviously? I'm sure it varies year to year, but what what kind of reactions do you get from the students? Oh, they're, they, they're uh, very. It's a very. It, it's a lot of pride to be able to say you were the top of of the either the boy or the girl. You know, to be the top athlete with the highest uh, GPA and and you know representing your school. It's it's considered in my mind. It's considered the highest award we give here. Yeah. Um, you know, and and we then we have an end of the year sports recognition banquet in which we we follow up and do this and we'll let them uh you know be also recognized at that oh, great. Uh, as as you know uh, in front of their peers and, and the parents yeah um you know sort of speaking about about that obviously i know you're uh obviously you you have a lot of awards banquets uh that you participate in both at, at your school and then you know you're a member of the the coaches association and the athletic directors uh Committee. Right. So I know you you go to a lot of sort of award ceremonies and banquets and things of that that nature. What to you you know kind of separates or maybe doesn't separate, but but makes the scholar athlete banquet a, a particularly uh, special event. I know it's one that the, that hopefully the, the schools really look forward to. Yeah, we do because you're you're looking at you know every school being represented with with their top their top scholar athlete, mm-hmm. and it's you know you're, when you're you're put into that company. You know, for our students, that's that's pretty high honor, and um, it's it's a nicely run, organized, you know, and great when they get their picture taken. I like the fact that they move the podium, you know, as they have now to the middle, mm-hmm. and uh, instead of in the front, because um, I think that kind of lets everybody feel more as being part of it. Because you can get pretty far back there at the Aquaturf. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a big crowd, but yeah, we try to yeah. uh, try to yeah. get everyone uh, as a part of it. So, um, any particular? I'm, I'm sure now, you know, being in, involved in this for a long time, um, you know, as, as an athletics director and, and choosing folks, and, and obviously all the a lot of school personnel come with the students to the uh, to the event. Do you have any particular uh, sort of fond memories from? Scholar athlete banquets, any that you know particularly stand out to you? Obviously, we've had a lot of uh, great speakers over the years and things like yeah, that. Yeah, the speakers, Anything I think, you know, the different mind? speakers really send a good message to the kids. I mm-hmm. think that the CIC does a good job with that. I think that's probably the, one of the highlights that that the kids are getting a positive message on on who they are and and, and you know what they can do to give back, and they they stress that of giving back to to high school athletics in, in some form further down the line. You know, and, and as the years you know, pass by these, you know, these kids all get older and, and, um, and I think that's an important thing for them to remember. So I'd say that'd probably be the highlight of it. And, and, you know, we've had some, some, uh, some really great kids that we've recognized and, and, uh, you know, and it's, it's just a, it's just a nice culmination of their senior year, you know, to, to get this award. Yeah, certainly a lot of, uh, a lot of hard work put in, uh, athletically and, uh, and academically over, over four Absolutely. years. So, uh, Absolutely. So we congratulate. Uh, I'm looking up my list here: Pauline Blatt and uh, and yep. Kevin Wharton this year. From, yep. uh, from Pauline and Kevin are our two this year who have uh, who have been um, uh, you know just great athletes for us and what they've done and and they contribute to so many other ways in our school. Both of them with unified sports and 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 all just different ways that they've all been a part of. So um, they're they're great representatives this year. Yeah, and certainly uh, there'll be uh, a total. We've got a total of 348 this year, so some outstanding, wow. uh, some outstanding student athletes, and uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun on Sunday. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Dave, uh, we we thank you very much, and uh, appreciate you uh, offering a little bit of the the school perspective on what we're doing here with the uh, the scholar athlete banquet.
You're welcome, Joel. Thanks very much to Dave Schultz for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, another exciting part of the banquet on Sunday will be the honoring of the 2013-14 uh, Michael H. Savage Spirit of Sport Award uh, recipient. It's another really exciting part of the ceremony on Sunday where we honor a student athlete who has, uh, who has demonstrated some real perseverance and, and the spirit of sport in how they've conducted themselves over their high school career. And uh, so we reached out to another one of our staffers here at the CIAC office, Bob Lair, who administers that program to talk a little bit about this year's recipient and uh, the origins of that award. So first off, obviously a big part of the one of the big parts of the scholar athlete banquet along with honoring all of the the scholar athletes is the the Michael Savage Spirit of Sport Award. Can you talk a little bit about what uh what the sort of genesis of that award was and and what it's uh what it's supposed to represent? Well, the National Federation of High Schools has a National Spirit of Sport Award and it always goes to a student athlete or perhaps a team that's displayed exemplary sportsmanship or a courageous act or something really significant that sets that student athlete or team apart or perhaps even a coach mm-hmm. uh, different from the from the rest of the flock. Uh, so we decided to emulate that national award by doing a Connecticut Spirit of Sport Award and it was at the time Mike Savage was retiring so I asked his permission and he said it was okay that we named that award in honor of him and uh, he, he's been so instrumental in promoting interscholastic sports in our state and uh, was a, a rabid proponent of uh, all the values that are inherent in this spirit of sport award so uh, that's pretty much how it got started we're in our fifth year and uh, we've had some wonderful nominations throughout the year of kids who've thrown or have shown extraordinary sportsmanship or heroic acts or just courageous acts and uh this year is no exception in Tyler Mariella of high school. Yeah, so tell us a little bit obviously uh we'll, we'll those in attendance on Sunday and and hopefully those uh watching along at home on, on our live stream will be able to hear his story but but tell us a little bit about Tyler and uh and why he's being recognized this year as the the spirit of sport uh, recipient. Okay, this year we had first of all seven uh, nominations, all of them were worthy candidates, all with extraordinary sto- uh, stories. Uh, but Tyler stood out because Tyler was born with just one leg, and uh, at the age of uh, uh, five or six, he was ex- he was fitted with a prosthetic, and then at the age of nine, he was pr- fitted with a prosthetic that permitted him to actually bend his leg. And he started competitive swimming at age nine. Mm-hmm. He continued the competitive swimming and, and then swam for uh, Brantford High School. But he also participated in a lot of other sports. Uh, for instance, in tennis, he played tennis. He plays basketball. He's, he's played some baseball. So he's a, a special young man. Yeah, really a, a great a great tale of, uh, of sort of perseverance and uh, and and uh, and not giving up for that uh, that young man. Um, wanted to talk to you know a little bit while while we're uh, while we're here, sort of about your perspective on the scholar athlete. I know you've been in uh, you know you've been in Connecticut high school athletics for a little while. Um, you know, first at uh, at Southington High School. From from your perspective, what is it sort of about the scholar athlete banquet that uh, that makes it a special uh, special event for the CIAC? Well, obviously, it combines the beauty of both worlds, uh, the academic world and interscholastic athletics. And anybody that uh, is involved in interscholastic athletics 
has that as part of their mission statement mm-hmm. uh, to combine the two and to make them both successful. I love when uh, the student athlete, student athlete banquet, the scholar athlete banquet. It's it's the best thing that uh, we do all year. It's it's my favorite day of the year because you have school uh, students from 180 schools or whatever the number is uh, that exemplify the very very best in athletics. Those students that combine their scholarly efforts with their athletic efforts, and they're just special people. The boy and girl from each school where. There's uh, two from schools. Some of the schools would only have one because they're single-sex schools. But uh, every one of them has a, a wonderful story, and uh, they're role models uh, for other kids on their teams because they are good students. Every one of them is going to be one of the top-ranking top ranking students in their class. And they're not all exceptional athletes uh, because that's not part of the criteria, but many of them are. There's some state champions in there for different sports. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting to me what the mix of sports is. You can't stereotype that banquet by saying, well, it's composed primarily of swimmers and cross-country runners. Uh, or you, you you can't do that because yep. there's lots of football players there, lots of basketball players. All the sports are represented. And, uh, again, some extraordinary kids will be at that banquet. Many of them going to Ivy League schools or some going in the military. Just all will pursue something that would be a, a worthwhile endeavor. Absolutely. What when when you were at Southington? What was you know? I've heard talking to, to athletics directors and principals. Uh, you know, different sort of criteria in terms of selecting the scholar athletes. Some you know just basically choose the the senior athlete with the highest GPA. Others you know do a little more subjective kind of uh, kind of criteria. What was your uh, your policy when you were the the athletic director at Southington High School? We went down the uh, senior list. And whatever student, whomever had the highest grade point average, it didn't matter what sport they played or how successful they were at the sport, mm-hmm. uh, they would be our, our student athlete. Because if you don't do it that way, in my estimation anyhow, you really do get into subjective things, uh, sub- subjective criteria, and then it becomes an issue. Yep. Uh, so what we did is if we had a person that was second or third in the class, we'll say it's a young lady, and she was on the tennis team, we'll say, and uh, played tennis for her senior year and didn't even play varsity. She would be our scholar athlete. And, gotcha. Uh, we placed most of the emphasis there on the scholar part, quite right. honestly. Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, certainly a lot of, uh, you know, and, and certainly choosing worthy uh, worthy recipients that way. So we look forward to, uh, to a great uh, presentation on Sunday of all the scholar athletes and, and the Spirit of Sport Award as well. So, Bob, thanks for, uh, thanks for chatting with us. Thank you. Thanks to Bob for chatting with us this week. And uh, thanks to all of our guests, David Mintz and Dave Schultz as well, for for talking to us. That's going to wrap up this edition of the CIC cast. Mentioned a little shorter than normal, but once we uh, get through this weekend, I think we're going to really turn our gaze to the spring sports and, uh, and track what's going on so far this year and what's going to be happening as we head toward championship season as we said uh, just about a month away when the uh, spring sports will begin crowning some CISC championships looks like the weather may finally cooperate with some uh, some nice 
conditions this weekend. So hopefully fans will go out, enjoy some CIAC competition, and we will uh, start looking ahead to the CIAC championships in the coming weeks. So we thank you very much for joining us. As always, we thank you for this discussion of the Scholar-Athlete Banquet, again, and the school broadcast program, some things that we're really uh, proud of and excited to be a part of here at the CIAC's offices. Of course, CIAC Sports Dot com is where you can find all the latest information. You can track us on Twitter at CIAC Sports. Remember to use that hashtag for the weekend if you're going to be checking out the Scholar Athlete Banquet. That is C S C H A T H 14. S C H A T H 14. That's all the hashtag you need to uh, talk about the Scholar Athlete program. We'd love to hear from some of our recipients uh, coming into the weekend. How what 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 are they uh, thinking as they get ready for the event? on Sunday. So thanks as always for being with us. This edition of the CIAC cast, we will be back again with you soon. Thanks very much for listening and have a great weekend.